0: Welcome to this special edition live stream of Michigan bros grow show. Today we have guests, including abolished. We have Eagle. We have sequence. We have old man, Hermit hash. We have Spartan grown and myself Bowl one, and we are glad to have you here fellas. How's it going?
1: It's going awesome. Patrick. I see you. Welcome. Thank you for joining the party. Really appreciate you showing up to cup and uh, meeting both me and Skillbo. Smoking us out. How's it going, panel guys?
2: Good. Just sitting here with the uh, beautiful Miss Cantaloupe. Got a little support tonight. I'm not I'm not solo. It's a new time. Get on a panel with everybody. We've been uh, bullshitting for a couple of weeks now. You guys are all awesome. I just got to say that.
1: Thank you, man.
3: Old Man Hermit Hash checking in. Things are good. Good to be here. It's kind of cool to see everybody's faces. I like that. Looking forward to the night. Old Man Hermit Hash brings
1: the best hair to the panel
2: tonight.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> good boy. I'm Spartan Drone, and uh, I wore my hat today, so I had to compete with that hair over there. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm just loving it, man. I'm loving hanging with you guys. It seems like uh, every time uh, I meet a new person, uh, they're more like me than not like me. So it's like meeting myself a lot of times. So it's awesome to hang out with a bunch of people because a lot of times you get stuck doing, doing this kind of thing, you don't really get out there a lot, so uh, you don't really run into a lot of different people. So when you meet people that are just like you, it's a pretty pretty cool thing to have, pretty special thing. That's been
1: the best part about starting this show is getting to talk to other people that have the, the same interests, just like when you meet somebody at Cup and you can't stop talking to them because of what they're doing. And I guess it'd be pretty easy to start with, you know, what are you guys doing in your grow? That's an easy icebreaker topic. Um, did anyone just start some plants or just finish some plants and is excited about what they have coming up?
5: I've just started uh, working with some new T5 LEDs, and uh, I've got a few new strains going. Beard on Fire and uh, Challenger D at the moment. Uh, running in Cocoa, big giant pots. Uh that's just one tent. I've got a uh, few other tents. I'm running the LEDs, and I also run a couple tents with the uh, HPS, all at various stages. Uh, it's a never-ending job. I saw that you just put those LEDs in that room.
1: Have you noticed any changes, like, early on um, compared to your HPS?
5: So far, they're, uh, they're early in VEG right now, but uh, they're responding well to the T5s. I'm happy so far. I'm anxious to see how they'll flower. That's the object of this test is to see how they'll flower out, and uh, I think they're going to do well. So far, so good.
4: Were you always a cocoa grower, or were you doing super soil before that?
5: No, I did super soil in the beginning, and then I went over to cocoa. I got greedy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chasing you. Over to the cocoa. <laughs> I've been in cocoa now for about 10 years uh, recently switched cocos to uh, a growing cocoa chips it's almost solid chips super airy uh, loving it so far I use mother's earth
1: cocoa I don't know if you have any experience with that it's one of the bag blend ones it's a 70 30 mix um, I've had pretty good luck with that so far.
5: No, I haven't run it, but I've always heard great things about it. Before this, I ran. Right what nutrients are you running in that cocoa? Right now I'm uh, running uh, another test, uh, crop oh. salt. Treatments. So we're few, uh, still early on with that. Still happy with that so far. Before that, I was running a Blue Planet Nutrients, yeah. but uh, they don't pay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sponsoring, so uh, yeah. that's what we're running in this room.
1: Well, it certainly helps, you know, with the bottom line and all of the different metrics that are affecting us every day now, you know, with
4: prices going down and
1: costs going up in various ways,
4: you know, it helps here and there. I know worked, right? I just started working there at that commercial grow. They were running two par or two par something like that. It's made by real gold and it's a blend like what you're talking, but uh, so far the plants are blowing up in it. So, I mean, it's the first time I was at, it. I've been dealing with that stuff, but so far that stuff's pretty awesome too, as far as, For- Spartan, how many plants you guys got? Uh, so there's six. I don't know how much of this stuff I'm supposed to talk about, but they didn't say not to talk about it. So we have six flower rooms, and there's 120 plants per flower room. And so, and then, you know, a batch big enough to just keep feeding them. Just keep feeding them and uh, harvest every two weeks is the plant. So see what happens. What caught your eye in there? Oh, my God. Everything catches my eyes just because it's just a whole field of <laughs> weed, man. It's all you can see. Um, but you know, I don't even. Uh, what's crazy about that uh, place is, is the uh, the dedication they've had to keeping the canopy uh, level. Because honestly, if you were to walk through the room and look at it, without being obviously without looking at the tags, you would think they're all the same exact variety because they're all exactly the same height. I mean, it's just beautiful all the way across. You might see a little bit of variance here and there, but it's, and we have I think six. I can't remember. I think we're we're trying to keep each table as one strain, so you don't have mixed up flour. And uh, there's three tables per room, so what was that? 120 plants. So does that come out to? I can't think right now. There's I remember on there. Yeah. So, but. Um, Right now, we don't have anything. Uh, we grow big flowers on it yet. You know, I think uh, the latest one in that the uh, the first room I think might be into week two or three of flowers. So, to, as far as catching my eye, it's just you know you're gonna look at, you know, just plant structure stuff like that. And they all look pretty good. So um, I'm just waiting for that because they haven't even taken harvest down yet. So this is still really early on. So it's pretty awesome to get in right at the ground floor and see how everything gets kind of put together. You know, it's kind of a I don't Are think you guys, I have many chances in life to get into a new industry, you know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. Yeah, Let you guys
2: doing it up from seeds or
4: clones? Clones. Uh, actually, they have, We have. We have. Uh, we do have four or five, five plants from seed that we're doing phenol hunt on, um, but we just brought them in. So we just took. Uh, I think the first clones were just taken off last week of that that plant. Um, so we we're not even sure um, sex on it yet. So, but everything else has been. You know, when you start, you can bring in uh, if one of your caregivers can bring in all of his strains that he wants into the business um, and get them in the system right from the get go. So um, the guy who owns it, I'm assuming, was the one that brought in all these strains. We have a lot. So I mean, when you have that opportunity to bring it in, it's kind of a limited window. So bring in as many as you can bring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right now in Michigan, we also—I don't know if I'll have to check the law to be one hundred percent on this—but at least we were used to caregivers are. We're used to be able to sell to um, grows. You can sell um, clones to them, and uh, they can take them in that way and get them into metric from caregivers. Um, and the reason they did that was just to get these because there's no nowhere. There's no clone store to go to. You know what I mean? So that was their. Their way, the state's way of trying to fix that problem. In my little bit of commercial grow
1: experience, like when I went in to help with like a trim crew, the thing that really impressed me the most, it wasn't the yields, you know, they were harvesting up over hundred pounds at a time. It was the amount of keef generated in the damn automatic trimmers. Holy <laughs> yeah. cow, dude. We're
4: like not automatic trimming trim anything. Oh, nice. It's all nice. Hand trim. Nice player. <laughs> not, not, not nice if I got to do it. <laughs> well, what you got going there, Skillbo?
0: Blue cheese, blue cheese.
2: That's a classic.
0: It is, it's the uh, the Barney's farm is the one that I got. So I ended up I had like a five pack of them, uh, popped them, and then you know I numbered them all like I was going to keep them and i just never took clones of them (laughs) it's just you know what i mean like i had new shit coming in so it didn't make the cut um but it's really really nice smoke and the one thing i'll say about it, if anybody is looking at the barneys there were two clear phenotypes there was one that had a really musky earthy that real cheesy smell and that's more the indica leaner and then there was the really really tall super super tall sativa one which really leaned more into the blue flavors, but a uh, really nice smoke. You know, it's you don't always have to go with the the latest and the greatest. Sometimes the oldies can be the goodies. They definitely
1: can. We have a question in the chat for Spartan grown from Bad Bunny. They're asking what you're growing right now, bro.
4: Oh my god! Uh, so let's, so I've got Spartan glue, Med glue, Death Star, Primal Punch, a mystery strain, because that's the be hunt challenge that we got going on. So they didn't tell us what the strain was. We all just had to kind of grow it and see what we get. And then, uh, let's see, I'm looking at my list. Oh, CB Diesel. That's the one I'm kind of most interested in. I just cut that down, uh, my first harvest of it. And it's drying now, but uh, I don't have any CBD plants. Um, so that's a new one for me. I've been chasing CBD for a while. I haven't had any high CBD plants, I should say. So uh, I'm gonna see what these are. These ones were supposed to be a one-to-one ratio, um, but I got some pretty cool tips on uh, when you grow in CBD or you wanna manipulate the ratios of THC to CBD. Um, I was told by Rasta Jeff that if you harvest early, you can bump up your CBD numbers. So what I'm doing, you know, obviously I, I keep track of when I harvest and write that down, but uh, I'm going to do it extra on that in to the day and just try to dial it right in to where I can get that one-to-one. I don't really care what the percentage is. It could be 10%, it could be 50%, or it's not going to be that high, but whatever the percentage, it could be 5%, I don't care. I want it to be as close to one-to-one as possible. And the reason for that is, is all the uh, literature I've seen on uh, for cancer um, is the best results was a one-to-one ratio of CBD, THC. So... I'm going to try to dial that one in and then uh, use that for my RSO
5: treatments. It makes sense to me about harvesting earlier to get a high, higher CBD rate. I was listening to your your interview earlier this week, and I was horrified to hear your results with the Pennywise.
4: <laughs> oh, it, the thing was, though, is that the Pennywise was so good. Uh, it stayed in my garden for two years, even not being a CBD plant. That's why I'm, I'm really convinced that whole plant medicine is, is um, the real medicine. I don't know how to, I, how I'm, what I'm trying to say, but I'm saying it's important that you have the whole medicine because maybe it's not just the CBD that was uh, really driving the healing properties of that particular strain. I'm sure it helps, but uh, maybe it's the terpene profile. You know, maybe it's uh, some of the minor cannabinoids, who knows, but
0: uh, um, it's, I actually it's
4: still have some. I still have some, but it, it's not completely gone yet, um, but uh, it
0: will be soon. <laughs> entourage effect. Entourage. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly, the
4: entourage effect, yep. And shout out to Bad Bunny Nutrients. I saw them at the cup. They hooked me up with some uh, of the a sample of their nutrients that they have. I'm excited to try to get some of that stuff. Uh, hopefully, I'm trying to convince my uh, grocery store to pick it up, but yeah. Uh,
0: no burn, no burn. No,
4: and you know what? I, I put it in the tea uh, because I only yeah. had the one sample. I was like, I'm going to stretch this, and I'm going to hit everything with it. I'm just going to brew it in the tea. Then I can use, you know, dilute my tea so that every plant can get some. And They all loved it. I mean, I didn't get any burn. You know, everything was happy and healthy afterwards. So I have no I'm actually testing there.
2: them out, too, right now. I, I'm doing top dresses, though, and seems to be yeah, good. Are
0: you,
2: what are you running over there, Ballast? Uh, I've got the Bow G of course, uh, Sour Melon, and Dead Star from Mantis Genetics. I also have the Fire and Flames from Cana Queen Genetics. And then I'm getting ready to pop, uh, I think it's pronounced Babel for Mantis. That's a one-to-one. Because I just got done doing a CBD run with uh, Cana Queen's uh, Three Little Nightingales. That was a three-to-one. And I had pretty good results with that, but like you said, all the research that I've looked up, it says a one-to-one ratio is the best way to go. It's pretty much <coughs> answer and a bunch of other things. So, yeah, I'm going to try and do that. And the fact that that CBD bud doesn't look like CBD bud also makes me want to grow it. It's really danky looking.
0: Well, and as far it's as, 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 far as the THC in it yeah as far yeah. as cbd goes you have to basically you're going to have to test your plant you can't just go off of what the back of the seed pack says i don't care if it says one to one or if it's 12 to one it's really genetic you have to have it tested if it really is that important to you and it's it's more affordable than ever today uh who on here is what who's using Sci labs one of you guys is i remember somebody telling us about it
4: i use them all the time uh but I would just use their basic service, you know, I don't get into all the crazy stuff. I would love to be able to afford to t- terpene test it and get the minor connections and all that. I would love to, but, man, I can't afford to pay for that, man. And I can give you guys the prices of that. I, I uh, looked it up, and it comes out to, actually, I've got it up here. Uh, that package that I get that gives you 10 tests, it, uh, it costs, uh, what was it, 300 for edibles for 10 edible tests or 275 for 10 flower tests and that's the major cannabinoids so you're gonna get you know THC CBD CBN that kind of stuff but you're not gonna get any of your terpenes. you're not gonna get I think I might get four or five major cannabinoids.
0: but as a patient let's say that I'm getting my card or I'm getting into this because I'm really really passionate about this one-to-one that you guys keep telling me about I'm a listener so <clears throat> It sounds to me like I'm gonna pay, let's just say $100 for a pack of seeds, right? So I got $100 in these seeds and it's gonna be a 10 pack of seeds. So I'll be able to get this Scilabs or any other testing places 10 pack of kit and I'll be able to submit a sample, put it in, get a read back on these and I'll know that it was my number six plant that was actually the one to one. Does that sound about right to you guys? Yep, just, I would just say
4: be good at keeping keeping notes. So that you can tell, okay, numbers, you know, if you're giving them names or you're giving them numbers or however you're doing it, you'll be able to tell, okay, my number six plant, this is the one that grew X amount or this is the one that, you know, I had to, you know, it really drank a lot or, and then you have all that information for your next grow and you're not starting back from beginning again, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm going to get my money's worth and I'm taking the, what am I going to say? I'm uh, taking the chances out of this instead of keeping the one that maybe my nose wants me to keep or my, you know my, my taste wants to keep. I really want to keep the medicine. So again, so it sounds like for how much was the test for uh, ten pack? Uh, Two seventy five. So, so for less than we up up the,
4: Yeah, yeah. I'd say we can okay. round up to three hundred and say thirty dollars a test. But that's a little bit cheaper. Plus, you got to remember unless you're getting off fems, you know, you every one of those you're not going to flower out, so you're going to save a little bit of money there on testing it. You don't have to test all 10 unless you have 10 fems, then you're going to test them. But you can get some males, you don't have to test them. Let's get the
1: grower to use all the tools that we can, you know, for pheno hunting our plants and getting the best medicine that we can get for people like you guys are saying. You can really narrow down like If you're focusing on the highest THC percent, you can really knock that out immediately.
4: And depending on who uh, or what your feelings are on some of these uh, labs like uh, Phylos, I mean, you can use them to uh, probably test your plants from a really early stage before you even flower them out. And they can still give you a profile, a cannabinoid profile. Um, So, you don't even have to flower them all the way out. Um, They even have programs. No, I don't. I just don't like the way that they handle things. So, I wouldn't work with them so much. But uh, I might use them to test my plants for sex testing. But that's probably about it. But uh, they do have a breeding program because they've sent me things in the email all the time about it where you can hook up with them and they'll tell you, they'll test all your plants and tell you which ones you should cross together. But that sounds like you've taken all the fun out of it. So, I don't know. Just my opinion.
0: Old man, Hermit Hash. What are you doing over there, bro? Don't be sitting back in the cut.
3: <laughs> you know, I smoked some of that garlic cane. I got sitting back here. Oof. Uh Yeah, you know, I, I uh, in terms of my garden, which was the you know older question. I got uh, of course the garlic cane. I'm hunting again. I've got some more seeds popped. I'm still still looking, man. I love it, but. I'm going to pop the rest of them and figure that out. Um, otherwise, some more Caramello. And really, I'm just cloning out my uh, my hunted phenos already. And so I've got an outdoor grow going and a little indoor grow going. Uh, saving electricity <laughs> for the summer, you know what I mean?
0: How are you doing your outdoor grow?
3: Uh, just in the garden, man. Dug in super deep. Uh, I actually tossed all of my last grows dirt in there. So like, you know, 400 bucks worth of really expensive soil and, uh, (laughs) and I'm top dressing and, and really, uh, I haven't grown outdoors in like 20 years, you know? So it's, uh, it's pretty fun to let it kind of handle itself. You know, and I'm just training them out and they're getting big and we'll
0: see what happens. You know, are they going to be monsters?
3: Yeah. Not super monsters, but they'll be, for me, they'll be monsters. So, you know, just my 12 in the garden out there.
0: Right on. Man, the garlic <laughs> cane, I still, those, that always looks so nice, brother. Man, I, I wish see why I could, you keep chasing it.
3: <laughs> I wish I could have found you guys at the cup. I brought a bunch. I ended up, uh, I don't know, I gave some back to them, actually, to uh, in-house. And uh, a couple testers uh, that I ran. Gave him some of that stuff. That's been it. You know, for the last little bit. Working on the hash, you know, working this last crops hash out and you know, making edibles and doing freeze dryer stuff. So that's about it.
4: You know, that that's one thing that I see a lot of people I don't want to say a lot, but I see plenty of people around me do is they like to do an outdoor grow every year. Like you said, twelve plants, just their own plants. They'll grow 12 outdoor and then that's all they grow for the entire year. And, you know, they stretch it right about now. They're usually almost out or out and usually hit me up to get some of mine. But uh, because I don't know, it's weird how in, it seems like at least the circles I run in indoor growing isn't very popular. Like it's too much work or, or whatever it is, whatever the reason. But got uh, yeah, and it's crazy the different things you hear about. You know, everybody's got their own way of doing it outside. And you can hear some crazy things, you know, like putting dead animals in the hole or fish in the hole. Or I'm just like, wow, man. I, just <laughs> I do two outside every year. I have a deal with a, a buddy. He, he uh, lets me put two in his garden. He grows his 12. And uh, it's an old pig farm or old pig pen. So he'll, he'll raise pigs in the wintertime. You know, they get harvested in around January, February. It just sits there and just seeps in and then we plant around beginning of June. And uh I usually just dig like you said, dig a big hole. Uh, I usually just grab two, three bags of uh the soil I'm growing in now, the digget soil, or Detroit Nutrient Company soil that works really good out there. Throw that in there and put my plant in there and just water it. <laughs> just water it. I might give it some kind of a microbe thing like a recharge or mammoth pee or something like that maybe three times all season something like that and it's basically mostly just all water
0: so that's your pro tip your outdoor pro tip is don't be afraid to hit it with a little bit of mammoth pee maybe a little bit of recharge something like that but you don't need a lot you, you, you only need no. to do it
4: you're like i i would honestly for the uh for vet or basically your veg um that's when i use the recharge maybe two times total in veg
0: you know you're talking right because there's already microbes in the soil it's already out there you know yeah. what i mean it's already there you're just kind of giving it that jump start maybe letting it set it's you know if it's not there it's going to be there and it's going to get you know into the rhizosphere and we're going to be off to the races
3: yeah
4: exactly and and the the microbes that are have you know already evolved and everything in in this native soil there they're probably going to be the best thing for your plant but what i'm doing with like for example recharge i know that the microbes that they've picked for that mix is mostly to liberate nitrogen. So that's why I'm throwing them into the veg phase. And then I avoid it in the flour and I use mammoth pea in flour because I know mammoth pea, there's only like, is it three or four? I can't remember. Strains of uh, microbes in there and those are all to just to liberate the, uh, what's pea, phosphorus now? <laughs> yeah, phosphorus.
0: Other so, pro tip uh, is don't be afraid to use a little bit of photosynthesis plus you want to hit it with the all three, hit it with the mammoth P hit it with the recharge and then come back through with the photosynthesis plus, or maybe some great yep. white or some orca.
4: Yep. Yep. I like, uh, <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I like the great white, uh, on a transplant. That's about the only time I use it. Cause I think it's really expensive for what it is, but uh, I think it's a really good product. So I still want to use it. Um, but I use it only on transplant I'll just put that directly on the roots just because it's, it's an expensive product. I want to make sure it's getting to the
3: room. <laughs> I use uh, great white granular in all my indoor grows, and that went into my outdoor. You know what I mean? I kind of figured I did uh, throw a little bit of herb in, uh, herb natural, which is a product they use all the time. And I threw a little bit of that in at the onset of my transplant outdoors, which really wasn't that long ago. It's like uh, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago now. I kept them in for a while because it's been crazy this year right the weather i don't know people can't even grow corn you know so it's been yeah we had to dig we dug little
4: channels just to drain the water away trenches yeah because just too much too much rain a
0: little bit of mycorrhizae guys anybody using mycorrhizae in their outside yeah it's in the recharge Give give that jump in there yep
2: Mm-hmm. I use my uh, two-row malted barley to give me some enzymes and to give me a boost into the mycorrhizal field. Like, they just blow up on you, top of
0: that. He's singing my song. See, there's that. Finally. Finally, I've been liberated. <laughs> somebody talking yeah. about that barley. besides Let's my hear some
1: strain guys. names and, le- and less uh, less bag names. What do you got going on over there, Abolish?
2: Strain names?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah your uh, different fungi and uh, all of
2: that stuff. It's pretty simple. Like I said, I use the to bring in my fungal component. I use the malted barley. I crush it up first. It seems to help it bloom a lot faster and get going. But that stuff's like instant. You put it in there, and overnight you got bugs. You can mix it in there. You can you can do your transplants with it, like you do your uh, whatever your mycos and extreme all that stuff. Yeah. Other than that i like uh i like vera. i like to just go and take a whole sleeve of oliveira chop that shit up with scissors and uh like little slivers water that in that gives a real good boost to the microbes in the uh the soil wetens it up like, i don't know i i don't have a problem with products like i said i've used them in the past to give myself boost but i'm cheap.
0: hey <laughs> abolished guess what i got coming in the mail i got coming tomorrow from amazon So, soap nuts. So, soap
2: nuts. You already knew it, bro. (laughs) Run it down for the fellas on that. I love that stuff. Like, of course, I don't have the lab equipment and all that and the papers to back it up, but I've had a few people send me things from actual studies from people that have done it. And from what the universities have done is they use it on large scale to treat mosquitoes. And it had it was really really good at taking out the larval stage of the mosquito on large scale. And like the thing, the good thing about these soap nuts is like you take one of them and it emulsifies multiple gallons, especially if you let it sit in there, stir it up. And basically, I've been using this as my IPM. I even believe it, it might even be some kind of enzyme product for them because they pray after you use it, but. Where I got it from was one of our organic OGs collecting this too. He, he said it in a, an episode of uh, Tricky D's 420 Resistance about, I want to say, two years ago. And it was only for like five minutes, but it changed my growing style forever. I, I've been using that until just recently because listening to people that have done larger scale grows and as I step up, you want to have some kind of rotation in your IPM. You don't want to just keep using the same thing, and that's something that I did. I've just been using the soap nuts and my predators, and hoping nothing bad happens. And nothing bad's happened. But just from I, just from listening to people that I respect, I've started to bring in an optic foliar during veg to rotate between my soap nuts. I guess that's in my rant.
0: I kind of went off a little bit. <laughs> no, that's good. Here's something else: is the eighteen and one hemp peppermint pure castile soap. Um, anybody ever used this before? No? I've
2: used Eko Browners before, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: spider
2: mites.
0: It's good for a lot of things. It gives it a nice little, uh, you know, boost. It, it, you know, really seems to. I don't know. I try not to spray crazy shit on the plants anymore, man. You know what i mean i've learned my lesson i've burned a few too many up through the years uh so i try to keep it as natural as i can now
3: what's your ratio of soap to water i mean are you 100 a
0: couple of drops man it's not much at all you know anytime i make a foliar spray spray i add that to it to be my uh the emulsifier for it instead of using the dawn i use a couple of drops of that so if i was doing like a neem spray i would use the warm water add the neem oil to it and then put a little bit of that in there that way when it hits the leaves it you know breaks the surface tension of them and all that good sciencey stuff all right sequence what's up You over there blown out bro look at
1: you over there <laughs> I'm just smoking away, man. I'm having, an, I'm having an unspoken contest between me and Spartan Grown about who's got the better homegrown. Like, I'm smoking mine and he's smoking his. Um, I'm the only judge and I'm only smoking mine, so I won. But it was a mm-hmm. good it was good
2: run. Where's your dabs at, sequence? I thought you are supposed to be going one for one with me. Oh, I did, I did a dab already. I'm, okay, I don't I got know how many done, I'll make sure I keep up with you.
1: All right, all right. I guess I'll, I'll be more uh, obvious next time.
0: Want to see an old man die? Here we go. I'll give a shout-out to another Michigan grower, since this is the Michigan Bros Grow Show. This comes to you from for Growly. This is the lime and grapefruit that I picked up at the cup, man. Good stuff. Now I'm going to mute so I don't die on camera.
1: How we typically record our show is he does this dab half on and half off a of mute, and then i got to find some way to edit that out of some really important thing that one of these guests right here said. And, uh, man, that's really a chore. So I, re- I wanted to give him a shout-out to that. Um, we got Abolish here putting up his Free Girlie cherry pie. And uh, I didn't get the other one that quick. But uh, Free Girlie, man, he really hooked us up at Cup. Like, even between his products and then the, the quality and, uh, and the service, we got to do a bunch of free dabs. And uh, I don't know. I would recommend him to anybody watching
0: this. I'll recommend them because I'm not over here dying, bro. I didn't even call from it. It's so smooth. Pagroly, thank you, brother. We're looking forward to talking to you in the next uh couple of weeks or so whenever we can get you on.
2: It's one of those to of the cups, like you have to stop by and do a Pagroli dab. Like you messed Yeah, out. I was just gonna say that. It's like I don't even dab, but
4: uh I go in for Groli's and stand in line to get me a dab.
1: Well, we're on the subject of dabs and cup abolished, would you like to speak about your experience at cup doing dabs?
2: Yeah, sure. I actually have the, I have them out right now. I can uh, show it off. I was uh, a cup for non-solvent or a cup, a judge for non-solventless hash at uh, the High Times Cup this year. Let's see if I can uh, get this up where I can show it.
1: Wait, did you say non-solventless? Yep. So does that mean like... Uh,
2: it means uh, like no butane. Okay, it's basically high-end uh, hash and different types of jar tech, I'm guessing. That's the good stuff right there. There's everything in here. There's diamonds and sauce. Uh, I'm not sure what to call the one consistency. I've just been calling it a booger because it, it, it's real slimy like a booger. And... Then you have you can definitely tell some of them are like people 73 full or something really really fine on their uh, their bubble. But yeah, there's all kinds of goodies in here. Let's see if I can get some good pictures for you guys. Are you allowed to say like what stood out to you or? Yeah, now that it's all over, I can really talk about it and all that. But uh, yeah, the best the best one to me, it stood out. Was definitely in a diamonds and sauce because I didn't think that was possible without using BHO and you know chemical processes. Like that, that, that blew my mind. And also stuff like this right here, this consistency. I can't oh, yeah. believe they did There's that.
0: With it. It, yeah. yeah. So old man, what do you think about these things here? What i think about him is i gotta show you this right here this comes from patrick this is some of patrick's work and uh really really smooth man I'm not coughing or anything else he's gonna see this in about 10 seconds when it comes on there he's gonna be like hey they're talking about me shout out patrick thanks for making it a good time at the cup with his brother
1: he's gonna say dang man please don't store your concentrates in silicone or not for long periods anyway."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to store mine a little bit better. Like they gave me so much, that it's gonna take me probably until Christmas to smoke all this. So I can't necessarily keep. All you! you.
3: <laughs> we'll all come over and help if you need help. You know,
2: slumber party. Definitely. Yeah, I just have everything <laughs> over.
1: i'm bringing the bagel bites and the skywalker og
4: hey i saw earlier in the chat i don't see them right now but uh, i wanted to shout out the easy swap pots man those things are awesome if you've grown fabric pots uh, those easy swap pots are so awesome man i just love them it's so much they're just a fabric pot with buttons that the sides button together you can just pull the buttons pull it open Oh, it's so nice. (laughs) He's going to go get it. (laughs) Yeah, I love those. It really is truly
1: a genius design. And the benefits of the fabric pots are, you know, amazing. I love them. I have them all in flower right now. And someone was just asking me what all the roots sticking out of the pot were good for. And I was explaining that to them and all the air pruning and
0: and what that's good for. Hey, look, see this? It has snaps on the side. So, check it out. Snaps. Snap this in. Bring this one over. I'm just doing it live just because it's this easy and this quick, as I can sit there and bullshit with you and do this. Shout out to him. He actually made these to help himself after a car accident. Uh, Michigan guy. Now, check this out. Look. It's perfect. These are nice because when I go to transfer out of this, like I just did, like, before this live stream, all I do is this: watch, unsnap, unsnap, snap, snap. Look, it goes flat. I pick the plant up out of here. I set it in my garden bed. Then I've got the dirt in here, and I just top fill with it. Done, easy. I mean, can't do better than that, man. Check them out. It's so beautiful.
4: Because I was always stuck in this dilemma: is like my first little pots, my nursery pots, my one gallons. Okay. I liked, I loved the the all the benefits you guys were saying about fabric pots before. I loved them, but I hated transplanting because you were ripping, ripping it out or peeling it off the thing. So I, for my one gals, so I just used the plastic ones because it was an easy transplant. Uh, but now I can use fabric pots all look, the way through.
0: Look, there's no roots in here. There's no roots, nothing. Right. It right. didn't grow through the fabric. I didn't tear shit up. It didn't hurt the plant in the least bit. I mean, it's wonderful. Do they, yeah, have just have
4: a of them.
0: they come in a bunch of different sizes. You can get them up to seven gallons, I believe it is. Um, what about
2: small sizes? Like yes, one gallon. Small, yes. Can, oh, let's say even smaller. like Because one of my big gripes I was talking with Miss Antelope is I go through a lot of solo cups. And I, I want something for that size right there that I can keep reusing.
0: So what I would do is I would get the one gallons, and then I would fold them down like a sandwich bag on the outside one time, give them a half roll. And then as it grows, as a clone, you're going to want to, you know what I mean, put some more soil as it starts to stretch up on you. You could actually roll that back up and then get a good pack on it and then transfer over to a two or three. Maybe it's not ideal, but if you wanted to use the system, which I do recommend. I'm And again, I'm going from this to a 4x8 fabric raised garden bed. It's a grassroots
4: one. Well, He's he's saying in chat that he's got a half gallon now too. So.
0: Oh well, there you go. See, good uh, looking out. I'll
2: be hanging out. Uh, sure.
4: Yeah, I met him up at uh, the Grow Green Expo. They were having a little spring expo up there. That's where I met him, and it was funny because my wife saw it out of the corner of her eye before I saw it. She's like, "Oh, you're gonna like the next one." So I turn over and I see it, saw what it was, and I said. My first question was, do you gotta be one gallons? He said, yeah. I said, do you have 10 of them? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll take them. Well, and I
1: love that they're, they're people just like us, you know, they're working out of their garage or out of their basement, you know, making it happen. So I like supporting people like that in the cannabis business. That's kind of why we created this podcast. Um, well, I'm talking about supporting others in cannabis, of course. I wanted to mention that I did a dab while Abolish was talking, and he's one behind. So there's your support.
0: Speaking (laughs) of support, today we actually hit 1,000 followers on Instagram. And uh, as a quick story, we started this, as we've said before on other shows, on 420. And our hope was by the time we got to 710 that we would have 1,000 followers, that we would be able to be a bigger part of the community than when we were when we started because that's the whole thing is we just keep trying to plug in and plug in and plug in and plug in because there's so many more people out there than we're aware of so every day we're learning more and more and more about all of you people and all of the different businesses and the law changes did anybody see today about the what is it the UPS being able to ship CBD finally without hassle. The USPS, USPS, because that's the
1: federal agency. Um, I didn't read the actual article, but yeah, I thought that, that was really interesting. Um, fuck, I wanted to say something right here and I forgot,
4: so I'll correct so- I guess that's solving lists for you. Well, we were talking about the rule changes in the laws, and uh, I don't know if you, the thing that came to my mind was the new rule changes that they just came out for wreck the emergency. Uh, rules that Laura just came out. with I don't know if you guys went through all that. There's some good stuff in there, actually. I'm
0: I'm really happy. say it live, dude, because somebody hasn't heard it yet, and somebody's listening to the podcast. Somebody's in the stream, dude. Cover it, please.
4: Oh man, I don't. I wish I could remember it all. Um, stoned to remember it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the one thing I, the first thing I remembered was the what directly affect me is, is that uh, if you have a commercial facility, or I mean, we'll call it a rec facility. If you have a rec facility. Uh, you're allowed now to uh, share your product with your employees. They can take it as a sample for quality testing. It has to have been tested, though. It can't be pre-testing. So you send it. You send your sample off to be tested. Once you get the okay, then you could actually give your employees the actual product that they're growing. Which I think is super important because if you know, if you know that it's a uh, it's a good chance that you are going to smoke something that you're growing you're gonna take more care of it in my eyes even in a commercial setting than um, if you didn't it's just so I think that's a really good good way of of you know kind of help helping boost quality hopefully in, in the commercial scenes
2: um, yeah just break, a little one sentence
4: thing yeah yeah it's just a one sentence thing that I took out of this huge thing but when I saw that I was really I was seeing that they're actually trying to make an effort to see cannabis for what it is instead of trying to demonize it so i i thought that was a win for us you, know, you don't usually see i mean it's usually bare bones is what you get from the state you don't get any kind of gimmies usually so yeah, all these incremental events cool man that's yeah they're allowing licenses to, for smoke clubs they're going to allow us to smoke in a private club but that gets around the no smoking in public law you can actually run a club like a bar but you're not serving alcohol you can serve cannabis well you can't sell it unless it's a if you have a smoking club, you can attach it to a, uh, what everybody calls dispensaries, except for people in Michigan, for some reason, we have to call them provisioning centers, or a micro business. So there could be micro business owners that are just, uh, you know, completely vertically integrated, like from start all the way to finish. That's kind of a cool thing.
1: Does anyone have yeah, any new law changes stuff. that just came out? We had a lot of stuff. Um, You know, specifically, I think it's interesting that there's a federal agency that allows you to ship um, CBD products and hemp flower. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to comment on that, but um, that's like crazy compared to 10 years ago.
2: So how are they going to regulate that? Like they're going to stop and take like a gram out of uh, random packages and test it for THC right there and then? I don't get how they're going to be able to tell a difference between the two because CBD, but some of it, looks, well, a lot of it looks just as good as uh, THC, but it can be just as loud.
1: Right. And it's, you know, similar with a lot of the other
2: laws, you know, when
1: you consider THC in your blood while you're driving, you don't even have to have smoked today and you'll be over a limit. So many of the laws they have don't even make sense and they're kind of a work
4: in progress, I
1: would, I would say for sure.
4: Yeah, and Patrick, uh, Laurie, he brought a really good point in chat um, on those micro businesses. The biggest downfall to those is you're not allowed to expand past the property. So all of those businesses are on the same property. So that could be security issues. It could be all kinds of things, um, but I'm not a huge fan of that. I can see where they want to keep them small. That's fine. You can only have one micro business, but you should be able to have the different aspects of that micro business. On different locations, it's ridiculous that's got to be all on the same property. In my in my opinion, and who knows, maybe that's something that they may change. Somebody would abuse that shit, bro. Well, that's what we have law enforcement for. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, they're gonna have a lot more time on their hands. (laughs) And I don't know.
2: I'm part of like every little aspect of uh, the business and. Like, it'd be nice just to be able to go boom, boom, boom to each little part. You know, I'll do my edibles, check on my plants, have my storefront. Like, I'm excited that's all out. I've, I feel terrible. I haven't got a chance to sit down and read it word for word because it does look a little overwhelming. I've been waiting until I got a couple hours to roll a few blunts and really, really read it. But uh, I'm pretty excited that that's finally out because that's something that uh, I've been looking forward to for a long time.
1: Yeah, it was kind of criminal criminal of the uh, regulators to release all of that information
2: right before
1: a huge holiday where we were all going to be busy.
0: Shout out to Abolish for the double blunt mule kick to the head and then start reading some Lara. <laughs> yeah, that's,
4: uh, I can't remember how I got on the list. There's somewhere if you dig through the menus on Lara's website, you can get on their mailing list and they'll just email you every time they have a news bulletin. And that's how I keep up on it. They'll just shoot me an email and I'll... And this wasn't the exact rules, like the written rules, like you're going to see a whole book of them. I believe it was maybe one page worth of stuff, maybe two tops. Um, and it was a general overview kind of a thing to give you an idea of uh, a framework. So so people here are trying to jump in on this or maybe thinking about building, you know, looking into a property they have a little bit more to go on. But it's for sure not like the end product yet. So it's, it's probably a 10 minute read, 15 minute read. It's not, it's not that in depth.
1: I like to bring this stuff up sometimes though, because um, no one really thinks about stuff this way, except for me, it seems. But have you ever really considered yourself the type to get out of work and then get home and read laws and regulations and, you know, crack open a beer and read up the latest uh, FCC release on whatever the hell they're doing in the cannabis industry i think it's pretty interesting that our hobby has brought out that level of weed nerd in all of us and especially the ones of us that are here on this panel i think we're all alike and that we're always soaking in all that information that we can get
0: eagle what do you think that's it
5: There you go. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Hello? Yep.
2: Yep.
4: All
5: right. I muted myself there. Exactly. I love being a weed nerd and being honored to be here. Just being a fly on the wall and listen and uh, learn. I've always just liked to listen and learn, mainly. Never been too opinionated. uh, Just answer direct questions, basically. But Yeah, what a great time to uh, be a part of this. Just be a grower.
0: Well, what direction do you see it going in your area then, Eagle? I mean, you like the way that it's going. You see the crossover is happening. What changes are you seeing now?
5: Up here, I wish I was seeing more changes. It's very red still up here. in northern michigan they're not welcoming wreck at all and uh which is terrible i wish i wish it'd change your mind it's a lot of counties up here could use the money uh
0: to be quite forth, it's a bummer we don't have access i mean we do as medical patients but as the you know legalization people would think when they come to michigan that we would have access to it but we really don't yet not Anywhere like you would think that you do anybody got anything on that
5: Even when you, we do have recreational access to it, I really push people to grow their own uh, once you do be able to get recreational pot that we're supposed to be toning it down to a uh, 13.8 thc percent which is uh actually dumbing down most of our products and uh, why even bother with any of it when you can grow quality meds at home? So why wait when you can be a recreational smoker now? <laughs>
0: Otherwise, you're just going to smoke twice as much.
4: Well, I think he's got a really good point. I mean, you you don't even have to you don't even have to think about it in the cannabis scene. Um, you can think of it just in the food that you eat. Um, most people rely on the government to hand them the food that they eat. You know, you can take the power back and uh, learn to grow your own food. You know exactly what went in it. You don't have to worry about what's the latest recall. You know your stuff is great, and it's going to taste ten times better than anything you're going to get in the store too. And the same goes for cannabis, man. It's the same thing. You know, with your homegrown cannabis—it's going to be better than the stuff you get at the dispensaries. I'm telling you. I mean, for I would say eight out of ten people, there there might be, you know, two out of those ten people that you know for whatever reason just don't have it to to be able to keep a plant alive but there's a lot of power in growing you know growing your own and be that cannabis with your own medicine or be that you know vegetables which is
2: also your own medicine it's nice on your wallet too dispensary area will empty your bank account quick right it, it's
3: one of the things that really pushed me into starting this venture for myself anyway like i hurt my back blah blah blah. i ended up going to the dispensary a lot before you know it like i'm spending four hundred dollars a month in a dispensary it's like i don't know insurance doesn't cover that i'm poor i was a social worker and uh it was one of the big reasons why i wanted to just go the exact opposite direction in life that i was going in which is more of uh you know, communing with plants and being with soil and just having more of a, you know, I mean, I was working in town every day and it was brutal, dude. Now I live, I live in the middle of nowhere and I grow plants and I get to spend more time with my family and it's cool. I love it. You know, it's, it's changed my life in ways that are like, uh, more, it's pretty dramatic when you think about it. I hadn't smoked weed or done any drugs or anything. I not drank any alcohol in 15 years, you know, and then I hurt my back and I needed to uh, have some relief from my pain without, you know, banging heroin or something, right? Because that's what I would end up doing because I'm an opiate addict, used to be. I'd been sober for 15 years, right? Uh, so, yes. Sorry. No, you're good, man. I, uh, I could ramble on about that forever, but that's the impetus for me getting into this thing and making it a large part of my life. You know,
5: four hundred dollars, anybody could have a top quality garden, perpetual harvest, to where they, they could be sharing with their friends. They could have a perpetual harvest way less than that and never be. Out any
0: meds, that's the way I see it. Okay, you said $400. So a listener out there saying, hey, Eagle, I got 400 bucks. What are you really telling me I should buy? What do I really need to create just my own medicine? I'm not trying to supply the block. I'm just trying to make sure I got my own. You, you've been through this. Talk me through it real quick.
5: Well, you've got to start out somewhere. Good genetics, a cheap light and some uh good dirt that's where i started some m3 mix and uh, it's a struggle to get through that first row but once you make that first grow it's a pain for itself at that point it's just that beginning that's the, the struggle to get through but if you can get through that first harvest you're well on your way to never paying high prices for it again
1: yeah, I mean, my monthly bill for my whole grow is much less than $400 for sure. And I I grow enough for myself and all of my
5: patients and then, you
1: know, some extra to put on the shelf for sure.
5: If you take 12 plants right now, which everybody in Michigan can grow, start 12 right now. Take four of them, do a quick flip, get them going in veg, let them veg for a month, flip them keep the other eight back, let them veg out a little bit longer. When exactly 30 days later, flip to another four and uh, have two different flower cycles and keep four back, at that ratio, you should be harvesting four plants every month. You should never run out of medicine.
0: No, because for plants, I mean, even if you're just struggling and only getting two ounces, I mean, that's a considerable amount to really put away for one person a month. You got to really be, you know, hey, man, I'm going to bust out these. ones yeah, at Eight want- ounces? My stoner math?
5: Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you should be doing eight ounces off those four, or you can be doing very easily.
4: Or if you really a, like if you really think you don't have the time and you don't think you can you know do the research or you really have a hard time with plants you can grab some auto flowers and you can throw them outside right now <laughs> and you know in 30 to 70 days or whatever it is I think 70 is pretty pretty I don't know about if it's different if you grow them outdoor but you I imagine about grow up to like a hundred days yeah okay but you're gonna get probably enough weed for the year, depending on, I mean, unless you're a really heavy smoker with those 12 autoflowers, and there's very little, very little.
0: Shout out to Cheap Home Grow and Can Can Grow out there because that's, you know, they're the autoflower kind of people over there. They have shown me that it can be done really, really quickly. And they're not, you know, the low rider strains that they were of yesteryear and struggling. I mean, just go on IG and look up Autoflower 2019. See what you see. Those are some beasts, man.
2: Yeah, when I get back to doing outdoor, it'll be all auto flower because you can get two auto flower harvests in a year here in Michigan. Yeah, and really you use uh, Morningstar? Yeah, I'll be definitely Morningstar. He's been my friend for a long time. I've watched his company grow up or blow up, you know, from the beginning. He's a cool guy.
1: Yeah, you kind of turned me on to Morningstar. He has some really interesting-looking strains, and I really like following his page and looking into what he's doing. On, um, he supports other people breeding with his work and all that stuff. He's not into all the drama that's involved in a lot of the industry, which I, I really enjoy.
2: Yeah, I have the baby Huey.
0: Do you know anything about the... I think it's called the BH2, uh, the baby Huey. I think that's what that's that's the fact that i have
2: yeah I've been i always said if i was gonna
0: pop them yeah i was like man i want to do an auto flower but i would love to do an auto flower as an outdoor grow and then think about it if it only takes what are we gonna say it takes you can do it in 80 days you could stagger it outdoors with auto flowers and you could you know what i mean instead of harvesting so late in the year and and fucking around with powdery mildew or pirates or whatever you could stagger it where you put one in June, one in July, bam bam bam, and then they're all finishing after whatever it would be 75, 80, 90 days. So it's another thing to think about. And you know, those are all FEMs. Something to think.
2: Has anybody done autos? Like how how much hardening off do you need to do for those? that can you go like go out there and throw your seeds in the dairy like how do we do indoors, you know, your final pot.
4: That's what I would do. I've what I, I haven't do. done it. But if I were to do it, that's what I would do.
1: I haven't started an auto seed outside. But if I would do it, I would start the seed outside so that it's it comes out of the soil already acclimated to that light. That's kind of how I do photo period ones if I'm starting those seeds outside for that reason.
2: Yeah, I've never done seed outdoors. It's always been clones, And I know that if I don't let the clones harden off enough, they're done within a day.
4: Yeah, but if you let the seed pop out there, you should be okay. And another thing is if you start from seed outside, you're gonna get a taproot. Where when you're using clones, you don't get taproots, so you get all that lateral growth, but you don't really get anything down deep. But uh, you got a seed, you put that in the you know, the earth just let it go because that taproot, who knows, it might hit an underground water source. You don't know what it's gonna find. But uh, you know, I'd throw that
3: right in the dirt every time. That's just, just my advice. Yeah, my seed my seeded plants are dug so deep. I mean, they're monsters, you know, they're going to go down to the water table. No problem. When you think about it. Right. I mean, they're going out as deep as they are wide. They're down there, you know, it's great. You know, I don't to, as long as they're covered up, you know, by the top of the root system, I can almost leave them go for a long time. It's pretty sweet.
4: It's awesome. You can get Mother Nature to do all the work, man. It's just a blessing. <laughs> it's just a blessing. We've got a question in the
1: chat asking what are some of the top breeders out of Michigan that people should be looking for right now? Does anyone have any comments?
0: I do. I have a personal one. I'm growing out the Keweenaw Copper F2 by Silver Squirrel Farms. Shout out to him. Uh, Really, really strong growth. I really like that plant. Go check him out on Instagram and see what he's got going on in there.
4: I would got to say uh, Thug Pug is probably the, uh, I don't know, one of my top ones, I think, from Michigan. Uh, Medgrower One. I mean, he works for Ocean Grown, so that's not a Michigan company, but Medgrower, he's a Michigan grower. And, you know, he's got this Primal Punch and probably soon be releasing the Beard on Fire. Uh, that, I have that Primal Punch in my garden right now, so it's a key restraint for me. Um, so, it's, so It's pretty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then uh another um company uh it's not well known but it's called Average Joe's Genetics. I met those guys a couple two maybe three years ago at the cup. But uh they have some good strains, man. They has uh my outdoor my best outdoor plant ever was from them. It was called uh <laughs> Headlights. It was a uh, headband crossed with Northern Light number
0: 5. it was just awesome.
4: Awesome plant. So I would shout them
0: out for my third one. I'm not even saying, yeah, we were shouting the people out for just who's doing seed companies. You don't have to be big. I just, if you like them and you like the plants that you're getting from them, tell people about them. I was just saying,
4: I was just saying Michigan specific ones. Those are the ones that I would say. Yeah,
0: Michigan Michigan. grown, man.
4: Yep. Those
0: Those are my guys. That's it. Nobody else has got anything else. <laughs> Damn. D-
5: genetics, Cannon Queen Genetics, Motor Rebel Genetics. X. They're all great companies, great genetics. And of course, Med Brewer One's already been mentioned. Yep. Uh, Savant Seven Ten's got decent gear. Forgot about oh. Mister Tight. How do how do we forget about Mister Tight? Well, he's not a Michigan breeder, though.
0: I mean, oh, he's oh, I a great that. reader, but he's That's not a Michigan. True. No.
5: Reader. I
4: keep
0: forgetting. must be too high. <laughs> he's just always at the cup, and you see him here, and you think, you know, he is a Michigan guy.
5: Yeah, he's a hanging you with all the Michigan got guys. Much love for Tite's Ty. <laughs> a great guy. Heck yeah. I'm running his love Lemon Lava Drops right now, and I also run his uh, Barbecue Grillo, yeah. which was a great oh that barber i saw that the other day uh
4: on your uh, instagram man that was looking nice
1: i've smoked his lemon lava drops and that got me really elevated let's put it that <laughs> there. was this was it
4: uh like heady high like sativa ish yeah it
1: was and it was like super lemon
2: too it was delicious
0: sequence is a lemon
5: fiend
2: yeah, oh it's,
5: lemon. it's a lemon pine a lemon pines all almost it's great smoke.
4: I had a vortex that was kind of like that. It was real lemony, but there's a little pine or something to it. And I kept that vortex for like
5: two, three years, too. I remember. Some one of that pine on that uh, beard on fire from that grower one. Oh, I, oh nice. Yeah. I love piney strains, man. Ball. I love the pine. That's yeah. why I meaning the lemon lava drops. He said pine. I was like, I got to have that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading a thing
4: today that said I
5: got that beard on fire, too. I just haven't popped it up. be the next to I pop. Beard on fire. I've got... Fire really good. putting into flour probably tomorrow.
1: I was reading a thing today that said that pineene is good for anti-inflammatory uh, medicine. So maybe that's one of the reasons why you guys look to that. Um, if you didn't know that, maybe on a subliminal level...
0: Uh, For me, I used to grow an AK that was super, super piney. And the thing I liked about that, maybe it's an association thing and I'm just making an incorrect one. But it seemed to really help me with brain fog and focus. Like that piney, man, just locked me right in, ready to go to work.
4: You know, if you have a pine forest near you or a lot of pines near you, you can get that same effect from just inhaling the piney. You know, it's the same terpenes. You know you can inhale the pines You walk through a forest you feel that alertness i I knew exactly what you were talking about when you started saying that it's like when you walk through a pine forest and stuff you're just more awake more alert it seems
0: we have another michigan grower patrick is shouting out michigan roots 420 with his oompas which is a wonka bar crossed with peanut butter broth uh another one is idk farms what else am i seeing in the chat here What's up, chat man? Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for dropping stuff in here for us, man. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this. This is just a hangout, and uh, I don't know, man. I'm getting a lot of little nuggets and, and good bits, and I really dig everybody on this panel. So, thanks.
4: I want to chime in. That's a good question by uh, Chief Home Grow. They're asking, uh, are we are anyone on the panel fans of the M3 mix, the Michigan-made mix? Uh, it's,
5: it's what I started out in. It was a great, it was great that I just had to move on. It was too heavy for me, is actually why I moved on. I was growing in an attic at the time and had 72 plants in an attic and needed a lighter medium. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hilarious problem to have.
4: I grew with it and uh, had some good results. Um, I found that it was a little lacking in flour. Um, they do make up for it. They have a product called, I want to say they call it Papa's poop or something like that, but it was an added uh, like guano kind of base, um, gave you a little extra punch in flour. Uh, with that, I, I found it was it was all right, but I didn't like that extra stuff when I could get another mixed bag next to it. You know, I ran that Detroit Detroit company uh, soil for the longest time of all of everything um tommy's soil that you guys actually just interviewed the other day or it came up last week or something and i tried all these other stuff and his soil i always came back to that one it always seemed to be the best and right now i'm trying another soil um because of the uh water retention like um that detroit nutrient soil that i've been getting is so dry i have to really I mean that the peat that's in it when you you get peat dry it gets hydrophobic it actually pushes the water away it seems like so this other stuff i tried it had uh they used rice holes instead of the uh perlite for aeration so it's almost like a heavier mix and it seems like it holds more water too but uh i'm trying it i'm just trying it out but who knows i might be going right back to Tommy again but (laughs) that's that's what that's where i stand on the mixes here in michigan all those all those mixes all three of those are all made here in
0: michigan Before we veer away, we also have to mention, of course, previous guest and current dude, everybody loves him, and a cup winner, first class gardens, Cal Gardner. Another seed breeder that you really should be looking at. Super nice guy, super vigorous plants. Spartans over there sleeping. No, no. You, we, we usually can't get you to stop talking.
4: <laughs> I was reading chat. I was sitting here trying to catch up on chat real quick. See, Bad Bunny nutrients shouting out abolished.
2: So <laughs> Bad Bunny Dab oh, off. Ooh, I just did my uh third dab there. <laughs> oh shit. That one was turpy. Speaking of turps, I got a question for the panel. Like what in your garden is the most unique terpene profile like what what's not the standard gas or you know whatever like what's your what's the one that you open up and show off
0: I would say that something that I did grow but don't have anymore is a dungeon vault genetics um, it was called false teeth uh, speaking of dabs, I'm going to do one. Shout out to Dab Smith. This is going to be Thin Mint. Love it.
1: Bubblegum, for me, is the one that well, stood say, out well, when well. I grew it. I was like, wow, how do you get that to taste like that? And uh, that really pushed me to learn more about cannabis, and I was so impressed by that.
4: For me, it's always the strain I'm growing, the new strain I'm growing because I'm so used to my old strains. Files right now, so it's hard for me to answer that question because the one I pull out to show somebody is the whatever the current new one I'm running. <laughs> it's usually what I do. Like right now, it's the blue cough from Subcool seeds, and it's just I got a pheno that's just. I can't explain. It's it's like berries is all I can say. Like a mixed berry because you can't pinpoint like is that blueberry or is that strawberry. It's just straight berries with like a little sweet sugar behind it even. And it's so unique to. It's nothing like anything else I have. So right now that was probably that'd probably be my answer. I'd probably grab for that one. I don't know if that's even released. Any is that released right now? You call?
5: No. Oh, okay. Still testing. Still.
4: So we got
1: another question in the chat. Um, Easy Swap Pots was asking if anyone has a go-to now that grow
4: stones are no longer available. I never used grow stones, so that didn't affect me. It's the little uh, root rights. Root rights is the one that's affected me.
1: <laughs> Man, you cannot find root rights, can you?
0: <laughs> no. I just bought a bag today.
2: Yeah, I'd say we just picked up an extra large bag uh, the other day. I've been liking them.
4: <coughs> Man, I had to buy a 100-pack of a Hydrofarm version as their garbage. No. So.
1: Yeah, Root Right has a national shortage on those things, which is crazy. Uh, there must be a big cannabis boom this year.
2: And farms using the root rides
4: yeah, that's that's exactly what I heard it was i uh, in Colorado, I guess they've had uh, they don't have any guaranteed seeds, but they have guaranteed clones. You know, what I mean by guaranteed is the cert, you know, be under that, what is that threshold, 0.3% THC or something for the hemp. So they're actually running these fields, acres and acres of hemp with planters, planting live clones, because they want to guarantee a harvest that doesn't uh, get hot. So, I mean, I don't know if they're using root riots or not, but if they are, I can see why we're out of them, because that would be, that would be nuts. Does anybody else do any breeding? Because I've never done that, but I've noticed the last couple of shows that's kind of a lot of the shows are going towards breeding talk, which is super interesting to me. But I've never yet purposely
2: bred anything.
1: <laughs> it's something yeah. I really want to do.
2: Say so it's yeah, it's nothing I've done on purpose, but I am doing a, a collab with Morningstar Star and uh, of Queen. They're both using my OG, which has been around for. Well over 15 years now. Like it's it's old. Uh, yeah, so I should have some seeds to here soon. Like we'll be testing for at least the next year. But yeah, I'll have some sort of breeding in here soon. Dude, I'm buying a pack. You're getting yeah, a yeah. bunch of free testers when they're ready.
1: That, that sounds really cool because I was, I was fortunate enough to actually smoke that abolished OG, and uh, I can point to its
0: quality.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you guys got to do two different versions of it, right? Because you've got my organic one at Kushstock and then you got to smoke one of uh, my partner's hydro versions at uh, the High Times Cup. So, what would you guys think between the two? I like the it i like the push that one
1: I my memory would be hard pressed to compare the two with my uh, consumption at both events
0: <laughs> dude i was just so stoked to meet him you know i was like he was so cool he's standing at the table with candy queen and miss cantaloupe and we just stood there and kicked it and bullshitted man and and that was like my first you know real experience with like and look at how just open and nice and the way these people are and the way you should be i'm very well, you know, for it i don't take this community for granted man so everybody out there thank you keep it yeah. up
1: you know how when you're a good grower and you have someone over at your house you know and you roll up some of your homegrown and you you pass it to them with a smile like you know that you're gonna you got something special for him he did that and you're like okay here we go and it was it was
2: good <laughs>
4: Well, I've never been a part of a more giving community ever and that's in all walks of life. And that's, you know, the thing that's attracted me and kind of sucked me in even deeper, you know, I mean, what's the first thing a grower is going to do to another grower? They're going to hand them some weed. (laughs) Like, this is what I did. What did you do? Let's trade up, (laughs) you know? And I mean, what other, what other industry does that? You know what I'm saying? And it seems like anytime there's an event, like I can remember going to the first high times event, which was the second one ever here in Michigan um, with my wife for the very first time. And she was so nervous the first time because she just didn't know what to expect. And, uh, you know, when we left, you know, it was the comments were like, I can't believe, you know, there's all these people. When people bumped into you, they just said, excuse me. You know, there was no fights or no, it's just all love, you know? And that's, that's kind of what kind of hooked me right from the get go. You know, it just kind of sucked me in and it keeps me here because, you know, it seems like yeah, you have your bad players, which you do with everything, but it seems like it's more, way more uh, love and respect than anything else. So uh, a shout-out to everybody within the whole cannabis
2: you know, community. I just think yeah. it's awesome. Shout-out to everybody that me and Miss Cannibal accidentally bumped into uh, videotaping at the cup. Nobody was mean about it. <laughs> Not a one of them. <laughs>
1: Speaking of that, have you released your full video yet? I know you released some teasers I've seen, and it looks really interesting. Um, No,
2: I I haven't. I'm hoping, like, another week. It's taking a little more work than I thought it would. That's a lot to do. What are you using to edit? Just the basic, uh, what is it, the video editor that comes with Microsoft right now. Because everything else that I try has just been a little screwy. I didn't like it. Like this is basic, but it it works. I we probably have another, should. Oh, sorry. I was about to say I, I probably should buy something to make it a lot easier on myself. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now.
1: We had another question in the chat asking about uh, Michigan glass companies, if anyone knew any good Michigan glass. We also
0: have the Class C license question, too. Yeah. And uh, Gannikitten said,
1: uh, the Michigan glass project will be in Detroit in two weeks. But besides that, does anyone have any specific brands or Instagrams people could shout out?
4: I just go to the box store and get the cheapest one that I think looks cool. I don't, I don't know, man, but I just, <laughs> I got
1: this little guy. <laughs> well, about there's a couple of comments in the chat about um, some good free video editing software, so maybe the both of us could check those out. Um, does anyone know anything about the Class C license question? Um, what are the challenges in going from a home grower to a commercial grower? Um I know that's something that we're all kind of
4: looking um, at the doing someday, or maybe some of us are. I'm not, a, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, burst on this, but I do know, you know, depends on the license. I would say if you wanted to do, you really want to go into the rec side of things because, uh, one of the biggest kind of bombshells for me in that release, uh, right there before the fourth was that on the rec side, there's no requirements for, uh, I forget what they called it but you don't have to have a, a ton of money in the bank uh, you don't have to prove that you have a bunch of liquid assets like you do on the medical side so if you're looking for a class c medical license then you're going to have that big giant headache of a obstacle to get over because then they go back through like three years worth or whatever it is of your to try to prove that that money that you have that's liquid is legitimate money blah 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 but with, it seems like this rec side is not it's not even an issue they don't even care you can just there's no buy-in per se as far as that goes, but you still have to come up, cough up the money for the, you know, the state license. So I'm not sure what that is. So all I can say is, is, as far as if you're going to make the jump, it's going to be a lot cheaper if you do the rec side. Plus, you're going to have a much larger base for customers. In my eyes, I don't, I don't, I would imagine that fewer people are going to um, be on the medical side than the rec side. So I could, I would just, I would just say as far as challenges, it's going to be, you know, property, it's going to be finding property that's in a, in a municipality that's voted to allow you to be there. And then you're going to have to get through the hurdle of getting permitted through them. And then you got to get through the hurdle, getting permitted through the state. So it's not an easy thing, um, by far. And, uh, if I were to do it, I would hire somebody to get me through that process. Like, uh. cannabis legal group that's one that comes to mind Uh, but there's i'm sure more than that that's what i would do if i was going to be putting all that money on the line i'd be trying to protect it with somebody who
2: knows what the hell they're doing (laughs) yeah shout out to those guys they're always coming on uh youtube and breaking down all the latest you know news for us and i'm like i said i'm somebody that doesn't like to read so i really appreciate that
4: Yeah, I watch all their stuff because it's just it's kind of dry sometimes, but at least keeps you up to date on what's going on. And it's free. I mean, it's just a matter of just getting on and watching it. And it's important to stay up to date with all that law
1: stuff, and then you know, having someone putting that content out there in an easily digestible format is just so valuable to people. Um,
2: What's everyone doing? Getting ready to fire up a ball.
4: I broke up
1: a huge pile of butt and I've just been doing dabs lately, so maybe I should roll some of that.
5: I'm going to roll some Primal
0: Punch. Hermit, what are you doing? What are you smoking on? I just,
4: I just finished up the last of my uh, GG4. My cut I got from Ed Brewer, actually. Ooh. Man, so, that's yeah, pretty. I'm done. I'm done for the night now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Good night, boys. I'm pretty I much had- uh, smoking on a lot of garlic these days, still. Uh, it's like uh, garlic and blueberry mix. It's ridiculous.
0: You're not getting tired of it, are you?
3: Not, well it's it is making me tired, but you know, it's pretty heavy, you know, in terms of medicinal and I'm out of my old shit, so I'm like, uh ah, it's been no a waiting. little <laughs> Yeah. So I've got I'm still parceling out my, my hybrid and my sativa from my last grow and working my way through this
0: stuff. It's nice though. Love it. It's so nice to be able to just be like, you know what? I was I, I need to go to sleep. I need to get some rest. I need to turn this pain off for a little while. Let me just shut it down.
2: Yeah. got to see,
0: you know, when you only have the hybrid, sometimes, you know, you may have a smile and have a lot of energy running around the house, but just not, it's not good at 430 in the morning.
3: <laughs> right, right. It can be a more, I mean, you know, there's all different sorts of medicines, right? For All different sorts of stuff. Sometimes I got to be up running around. Sometimes I got to relax. Sometimes I got to go to sleep. Uh, sometimes I need to put myself to sleep with some dab hits or whatever it is, you know? It's cool. It works really well. Super grateful for it, you know? I heard you know a guy that's got pudding that's really good at putting people to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I've been 60-70 uh, milligram meltable edibles that enter you sublingually. And affect you very fast. It's really great. I'm gonna have to hook you up, Spartan. Since we're so close, yeah.
4: Can't wait. I can't wait. I got some cookies. You can trade up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested. You say it's sublingual, so that does that have to have a contact time of say 30 seconds, like a tincture would, or how long does it take to cross that over?
3: Well, it melts in your mouth over say 30 seconds or so, depending on how big of a piece it is I make 10 milligrams too for you know my wife or anybody else who's not trying to go to sleep and um, those will melt in like 10 seconds you know they just dissolve right into your mouth and it's uh, I make mint chocolate ones and butterscotch cardamom you know so like I can be pretty creative with that I was a chef at some point in my life and stuff so uh, it's cool man I can be creative with it and make things that taste really good and That's awesome! Really great, fast effect. So,
0: yeah. and it's stealthy. You know what I mean? Pack a couple of those, and you can get it on the go.
3: Totally, you probably. I'm totally take them on a plane. I'm sure of it. You know, they're completely dry. There's no odor or anything. I mean, they're cool.
4: That's badass, they like they last forever when you store them so yeah, it's yeah. not like you, they go to waste so
3: yeah exactly it's the huge problem with edibles right you know if I make a big old thing of cookies or something I got to smash a bunch of cookies in my face but with yep. these I can throw them in a airtight jar and they're good for really a long time you know guaranteed a year if just really in a plastic bag with a silica pack you know nothing big you jar it and put a sil- you know remove the air a little bit Uh, the last 25 years
2: it's really great of you
1: to make this uh completely hemp derived thc medicine that is uh good for uh usps shipping
4: regulations
3: (laughs) 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 i can't confirm or deny anything i don't know know?
4: so i'm seeing here in chat and i'm trying to might be a little bit confused but uh So Sam the kid, Sammy, he said he has yet to see some smoke lounges and any legislation Do you all think it will be here soon. Um, I guess it's not called Laura anymore. What is it called? BMR. BMR released a thing, a statement on I want to say it was the third of July. And in there, there's a license for the smoke launches. I mean, maybe that's not legislation, but in the legislation, they set up the BMR to regulate the industry, so I think that gives them the power to set that as uh, as strong as a law. I don't know. It's at least on
2: the way.
4: Yeah, I mean, at, at least it looks to be that that's the way they're heading. At least that's what they're looking to do. So, but then, but then later he said he's he said Michigan got rid of it. Question mark Currently in the application process, <laughs> I had to provide proof of funds, so I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe he's in the process, and I'm just a little confused by that. But I think, from what I understand of it, I think it's going, to, it's coming. I think it's going to be in the rec side. It won't be medical, but on the rec side, that'll be a lot. Some oh, Patrick Larry says he loves the Kool Aid. Have you guys had the medicated Kool Aid?
1: Yeah, no, I was just talking about it in our chat today with abolished and he was talking about how he could educate me on maybe making that What I want to be a little bit
4: more discreet about my medicine I've never made it but uh, the way that I've heard was uh, you just make a tincture so you're doing an alcohol tincture You know, alcohol. You know what I mean by, when I say tincture Okay, so when you got your tincture you just pour that over some sugar on a baking sheet Bake off the alcohol, so now your sugar's infused you can use that sugar in anything. So that's that's the basic process that I I heard for that. Or that's the way I would go with it. I don't know if it works or not because I've never tried it
2: to be honest with you. Yeah, I tried. Uh, was it Miss Money pennies RSO uh, Kool Aid at Kushstock and I was like, you know, I got to figure out how to make this. And I don't I don't make RSO, but I looked up how to make uh, simple sugar. And it basically uses uh, vegetable glycerin to to actually bond with the THC. And you just do that. You can either do it with shatter. I've done it on a larger scale with trim. Like literally a huge, like, fucking boiler pot full of trim, water, sugar, and glycerin and infused it that way. It's, I'd say the taste is a lot better than, like, if you use, I haven't tried the alcohol tincture. That sounds interesting. But... I think it tastes better than the RSL one, but the RSL is, of course, going to be better for you medicinal. I
0: can chime in on that, and I would say that if you're going to use glycerin, since we know that glycerin doesn't extract as well as alcohol or other uh, things that we can use, I would definitely use a concentrate, you know what I mean, because you're only going to pull so much, but if you're using glycerin, which is only going to get, and I can't say this for sure, it's either 40 or 60 percent of uh the planet's able to get off of it uh whereas alcohol is much higher uh, to be able to as an extractor for it so if you're going to use glycerin definitely use a concentrate so that you're getting the most bang for your buck
2: now i don't know if it's changed or it was just bs that i heard but i thought about six months ago or so they took away our ability to do any kind of alcohol extraction as caregivers they said we couldn't do that without a, a licensed facility. So that's kind of the reason why I, I haven't even messed with that since then. I used to do extraction with like, you know, full-on like Kentucky Moonshine, like really, really strong alcohol. But I stopped as soon as i seen that. I don't know if anybody knows that that's changed.
4: Or not. No, I haven't ever seen it. I've never seen that before. Okay. But I do, I do alcohol extractions all the time. Um, but I'm using a... Uh, the source turbo and so it's an approved, they approved it in Colorado for there because they're not allowed to do a lot of like the butane stuff. The only thing I've seen here in Michigan is, is all against the butane, anything with the butane, stuff like that and the hydrocarbons. I haven't seen anything with as far as alcohol goes, um, but doesn't mean it's not out there. I just haven't seen it's all I'm saying. Um, and that's what I've been using is just alcohol. I've been, you know, just using, an, you know, doing RSO. So it's an alcohol soap. Then you strain off the plant material, and then you put your uh, alcohol in the crucible in this machine. It's just a little tiny vacuum chamber, so it keeps everything under vacuum. And that's how it reclaims the alcohol, because it'll heat it up underneath with a little bit of heat, and then uh, the alcohol will um, evaporate into the air, and then you have ice packs on the top. So when it hits that cold glass top, it condenses and rolls back down the side, so you get to keep all your alcohol, or at least 80 90% of it anyway. Um, and then what's left in your crucible is just the RSL. Um, sometimes it's got a little bit of alcohol left in it, like if the stuff is condensed in the middle, drips in. But what I do is I just put it on one of those little coffee cup mug warmers things that you set your coffee cup on to keep warm. I'll just put put it on there and just let it go for a little while, make sure I don't see any bubbles. If I do see bubbles, I'll just let it cook for a little while until the bubbles go away. just want to get every last bit of the alcohol out. Not that it's a big deal. I just use that organic, edible, food grade stuff anyway. But, you know, the more alcohol you get out, the more potent the end product's going to be by weight.
0: So I would love to have one of those, man. That's awesome. I just have a magic butter machine. So I can get to the point where I can create the alcohol tincture, but I, you know, I don't have a way to make the RSO itself. I mean, you could do crazy ways, but uh, I'm okay on that. So I just stick with the alcohol tincture and work with that. But the, if your way is like super super safe, you know, yeah. it's it's not like what people would imagine it is at all. Yeah, because I actually saw a video of them running it.
4: You know, it was doing the whole process, and they had a lighter <laughs> next to it. You know, and the flames not lighting anything on fire. So, so that's a good indication; it's pretty safe. But uh, you you do have an option. It's not a very uh, money friendly option. it's, it's You're going to lose all your alcohol but uh you could just pour your tincture into a real shallow pan spread it out real thin and then uh blow a little fan over over it or a little breeze over it and uh eventually the alcohol would just evaporate even at room temperature and then what would be left in your pan you'd have to scrape it up but it'd be rso
0: it's like fancy queso
4: yeah there you go
2: The old, old tech. See, I'm wondering if y- I could, you could do, a, if the butt or whatever you were extracting is actually decarb, um, if you could do, like, an old-school quick wash where you get everything cold, alcohol cold, do a 30-second, you know, shake in a mason jar, would that be, you know, good to add in the Kool-Aid? I mean, I guess it would get them drunk and, you know, medicated at the same time, not at that point
0: yeah i mean there's a couple different ways you can do the slow and low method on your tincture which is you can do the dark closet that's not you know over 70 degrees and you can take six months to do it give it just let it sit there it'll extract over time you can accelerate that by shaking it when you think of it don't shake too hard you're not trying to get all that chlorophyll going but you're trying to move it around the way to speed it up from there is to put it in a freezer and keep it on its side Shake, shake, shake a couple times a day for a week, and that'll get it done. Or you can use a machine and get it done even faster. Or you can do the Quizo wash, which he's saying, which is to shake. And I think you're right. I think within, they say, what is it, five to ten minutes, you know, so much of just gentle shaking, let it rest for a minute, pick it up, do it a few times. You're getting a really high percentage of what you're going to get. Then after that, you're increasing the chances of chlorophyll getting in there.
4: Yeah the the key is really just and and actually most concentrate making is just cold try try to be as cold as possible through the whole process um because that keeps the chlorophyll out you know so and and the more gentle you can be the the higher end product you're going to get i guess be the best way to i guess say it real you know because if you really beat the crap out of it you're still going to get chlorophyll because you know you're making more breaks fresh breaks where they could bleed you know bleed out or whatever so um, keep everything cold where it's not you know it's frozen it's not moving then uh you can get your extraction pretty damn clean with just alcohol
0: and cold that's where we segue talking about cold extractions looking at you old man yeah I was
1: gonna say you're kind of an expert on this topic as far as not cold or uh you know alcohol extraction but physical Extraction, or what? What would you call it? Sieving. Um,
3: <laughs> well, Frenchie's they don't like the word extraction anymore. Frenchie's really hardcore on it being sieving, but it is sieving, I guess. Uh, you know, it's—I make bubble hash. It's what I do, and uh, I do a lot of fresh frozen, as well as uh, cured. There's a massive difference, obviously. Like fresh frozen, it's going to be from you know uh, live rosin and you know, more for press, less for, I mean, you can dab it obviously too, if it's six star and all that, or five star at least. But uh, in the meantime, my room needs to be cold as hell. So I actually have a, a very small room built in my shop that has a drain in the floor that I have a air conditioner hooked up to so I can try to do this. Uh, and I have to stay up really late and do it late at night because it's really it's gotten pretty warm out in Michigan lately so uh, the colder the better obviously uh, for the resin that I collect you know the, if it's not really cold it will stick together and that's the worst especially with fresh frozen it needs to be super cold so you know because you think about it like wet resin it's exactly what it is versus cured resin which is going to break off the heads will break off with the trichome stalks way easier uh stuff like that so colder my room is the better Uh, i make bubble hash so i uh, have a number of different micron screen bags that after i wash my cannabis in a big washing machine gets dumped through these screens and i scrape the resin off and put it in my freeze dryer and dry it up and it ends up kind of like sand, like really light, dry sand. Uh, It's beautiful, it's nice. It's my preferred medicine, Uh, super tasty, burns really clean. It's, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to do it so bad was because it was solventless. Uh, And I think I realized at the time, and not that long ago, this is, you know, year and a half, two years ago, Um, that I kind of felt like solvents were going to maybe have issues legally. You know, that was part of my decision-making thing. And, you know, at the time I wasn't maybe as hardcore on having to be organic and doing all that stuff, but I did start to grow organic. Um, and clearly, you know, I've done both and I work better with, uh, more natural stuff. I just do, you know? And it's the most, for me, the most natural way to get my meds uh, concentrated. And it was easy to start, you know, like I could order a $25 set of bubble bags on Amazon and all I needed is a five-gallon bucket and some ice and I can make hash at home. You know, it's not going to be freeze-dried, but it's still going to be awesome, you know, compared to anything else i uh, had access to.
5: How long so, do you uh, – how long – do you run your uh, washes? And how many uh, washes do you do per batch?
3: Excellent question. Uh, It's depends completely upon the material. You know, some if if it's cured, uh, I'm gonna have to do quite a few more washes. If it's fresh frozen, and the trichome heads are nice sized, I can wash it twice and get, you know, almost everything out of it. Um, But The cured tends to take quite a few more washes. And because I, you know, so my first wash, uh, I get everything just super cold in there and I put the cannabis in and then I put more ice and water over top and I just let it sit for a while uh, to kind of get super cold and to hydrate a little bit so the buds don't crunch. Like I don't want any, I'm not trying to break anything. That's like the huge misconception about making hash is that you want to get it in that bucket and jam it around and do all that kind of stuff but you really want to be pretty gentle with it because you're not
2: trying to... minutes
3: per
5: wash is what i like to do
3: mm-hmm. real
5: quick real fast real gentle get yep. in get out
3: my first one usually is usually like 30, 30 seconds i do a 30 second run my first wash of a fresh frozen and i dump that and I only take down to, though, I'll take uh, the 73 to 90 micron and the 45 to 70 and I'll set those aside and then I'll take the rest of that water and I'll run it back through and then I'll run all of my, um, all of my stuff after that. I kind of, I don't know, I have a a different process for different material. It's, everything's really subjective. It's uh, because all of the material is different and you're not using a solvent, so it makes it. Much more difficult to uh, to say with assurity when a I have to, what to do with stuff, you know.
5: I got That's I cool. may be a line side you here on here. I I, <clears throat> I love to make cash as well. Mm-hmm. So my next questions for you are do you prefer to stack your bags or do you like your uh, individual buckets to buy you some room with each Uh, Micron having its own bucket, which will allow you, what, an extra 15 gallons. You can do a few washes,
3: dump, 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 and let it. uh, I
5: have a
3: system. I have a system. I have a five-gallon bucket system, and then I have a 20-gallon bucket system. Uh, My five-gallon bucket system, I cut the tops off uh, five different five-gallon buckets. uh, So they each have a sheath, right? But it's not, you know. So they each have their own sheath, and I do uh, five buckets like that. And then the bottom bucket opens up into the the drain, so it's pretty easy to wash through.
5: I've got a nice setup too. Uh, I, I, every bucket, every bag has its own bucket. I've cut all the bottoms off, except mm-hmm. the last one. And all them buckets, I've drilled, went through, and drilled holes in all the sides of the buckets. Uh-huh. So there's absolutely nothing holding it back. And I also like to run the uh, full mesh bags to speed the I process up just as quickly as I can.
3: I wish I had got full mesh bags, but I did not. And I spent a ton of money on my 20-gallon bags. So I feel stuck with them, you know, in some ways. And they're great bags, but they're they're harder to work with than an all-mesh bag, I think
5: so Love mine. Yeah. Love mine. I, when I also, as I'm going along, I've taken a, I've got like a garden sprayer. I pack with uh, ice and water, yep. and spray everything, every bag down as I go along to make sure yeah. I'm catching
3: everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my next the bottom and stuff too. Mm-hmm.
5: I have for you is uh, what do you do with your water? I guess would be the first question. Uh, do you do anything with your wastewater?
3: I don't. I don't. I I have been in talks with a kombucha company, actually, uh, okay. about giving them my terpene water, basically, you know,
5: because I, it smells. I tried the- some uh, kombucha at the cup that was unmedicated, uh, and it was great. Uh-huh. It was absolutely great. Uh, What I do with my wastewater is, uh, you may think this is nuts, but uh, I feed it to my plants. And they absolutely love it. They absolutely love hash water. Take it for what it's worth, but uh, they love it. You'll notice a high terp uh, spike. I've always noticed it every time. And uh, yeah, my next question for you, do you think, is it possible or what are your thoughts on Uh, reclaiming turps from your hash water. Do you think it's possible that you could maybe reduce it down somehow and freeze-dry that water and (laughs) maybe uh, get some water-soluble turps out of that?
3: I do, actually. Um, I know I could do it. I don't know how much work it would be, though, to boil it all. I mean, you know,
5: to air it You couldn't boil it, I don't think. It would have to be. You'd have to...
3: Maybe hour
5: somehow, or... I've, I've noticed a lot of the times, too, that it will separate if you let it sit for a minute. So maybe you could, like, siphon off the top half and right. maybe just right on the bottom hand. Yeah. Some I know sauce. I can do it. I mean, I
3: can take a cup of coffee and I can put it in my freeze-dryer and I'll have freeze-dried coffee afterwards and I can scrape that up and it's a powder and then I can put that in hot water and it becomes hot coffee again. I mean, so I can do... Any liquid I can turn into a powder, pretty much.
5: Have you ever taken some of your bubble hash? Spartan might remember this at the hash bash that I remember. I met him at. Uh, have you ever taken some of your bubble and pressed it into uh, a cannoli, and then uh, packed the cannoli full of weed and smoked <laughs> it the uh, blunt? Because uh, let me tell you, it will smoke for damn near two hours. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: uh, to, do you remember that? Spartan?
4: I, I was saying you'll be lucky if you can remember it afterwards.
5: <laughs> do you remember that out, joint? Out, were out, you out, there out, uh, while everything yeah. was going around? Oh yeah
4: and it would never go out. it just it just kept going around and around and around and around.
5: <laughs> you like, ended just, up giving it to somebody who hung out <laughs> with us the whole joint. And uh, he's I said, Man, I can't smoke this anymore. Do you want this? Said, Hell yeah. He put it in his pocket and he's like, I got to go back to work. And he was supposed to be passing out flyers the whole time. But he said, the chief was We're still up, smoking up, it right up, now. Time. So it was good times. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. I hope so I didn't
5: interrupt you too much there, but I, just, I love to talk about hash. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but that's, I love hash. <laughs> I love to I make it. Was,
4: I thought that was an awesome tip about taking that hash water and watering your plants with it. I'm going to do that now.
5: I was just you'll dumping know, it down the drain. Now you, it'll like make dummies. them nice and green, and your turpens will be awesome. Nice. You try it, and you'll do it every time. Well, thanks for that. That's awesome. Yeah, I hadn't man. heard that before. Finger like Spina that. says to make
1: Kool Aid with your hash water. Has anyone ever considered doing that? Uh,
2: I'm going to now. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> I have yeah, at times just grabbed a glass of like
3: straight hash water right out of the washing machine, chugged it, you know. it's. It's not like a activated THC thing, but it is isn't like a full-on plant. You know, you're getting all sorts of plant stuff out of there, too. It's cool. You know, before it's <laughs> so diminished, good. you get all, all your good plant stuff in that. It's cool.
4: It's awesome.
2: Are you getting well, right, a similar flavor it. off
1: of that as you do from the hash? Say again? Are you getting a similar flavor off of that as you do with the hash?
3: The water is like, no, because the water has a comp- like a really different, I mean, it, it has a million terpenes in it, but the hash is like really just resin, you know, it's, it has the, the terpenes in it, but it's, it doesn't have all of the plantiness to it, you know?
2: Um,
3: so I don't know. I guess I'm baked right now. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have a question. says are the hash machines worth the ease of use. I'm assuming he means the bubble hash machines,
3: the washing machines. Um, yeah. I think so. I mean, get a little one. You can get like a little setup for a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, a couple bags and and a little washing machine and you want to wash an ounce or something. It's perfect. for Like little home use. I washed a bunch of times with those. They're great. You know? And if I'm still, if I'm washing like some super top notch stuff and I don't have a whole lot of it, I'll just use that. They're great. They work good. The big ones. I mean, I've got two, 13 and a half gallon washers. And they're, you know, they're just big enough, really. If I run them both, you know, if I'm running a bunch of fresh frozen, it's, it's just enough, you know. Um, but yeah, and then you can make rosin too with a curling iron or whatever. It doesn't even matter. You know, hash and, and making cool stuff with hash, you can jar tech with it, you can do all sorts of stuff. You know, I don't do a whole lot of that stuff yet, but there's a lot of stuff to be done, you know. I've got lots of work to do lots of studying so.
4: <laughs> now do you run all your bags or do you just do you like uh like frenchie where he eliminates some of the bags and just runs like 190 down to 25 or 72 or whatever it is i don't know i wasn't i only watched one video of this
3: <laughs> frenchie i think can afford to throw away any food grade edible making stuff i can't so i keep you know, I keep all the way down to 25s and it depends. I mean, some stuff will dump heavy on a 25 or even in the 45 bag. Uh, whereas your 73, whereas your typical gold bag, you know, where you get all yeah. your stuff, your good stuff, may not have as much, you know, or even your one, I've had a 120 run that the majority of it was in the 120. It was bizarre. You know, I mean, everything's so different. Tricom head sizes, uh, the cure of the, the bud, it's, there's so many variables. It's amazing. It's fun. It's like <laughs> every time, you
1: know. Yeah. Eagle was showing off
3: his garden there. I was
1: wondering, Eagle, if you could tell us what we were looking at, or if it's you're like still lost. there. I know he turned his camera off because he was probably putting it back. But it no,
5: a- <laughs> I had to close up some stuff. And I guess yeah. Hold on before I close up, I could show you some stuff. Um we got some Nerd O G right here. Uh some Mr. Tights Lemon Lava Drops under LED. Just a bunch of little girls right here. But uh right now the best looking stuff is that by far the lemon lava drops in the skunk punch back there. Uh I'm also running Challenger D uh Slice of Sunshine. Which I love is a super lungy. Hope your drink. camera shut off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Skunk Punch that I'm running. To I'm also running a Blueberry Quintessenta, which is a CBD strain that is uh, off the off-the-charge blueberry with a uh, high CBD effects. I know this for me personally. I haven't had it tested, but anytime that's my go to when I have anxiety. For sure. i also run in some Vanilla Tart. And uh, some Blueberry. like uh, Lactiva IBL. By uh, Coma Creations. And uh, Dr. Cookies. From Northstar Genetics. Let's see. What else is up here? Oh, uh, Winnie. Is a tester from Northstar Genetics. Uh, and some Blackberry Frost. From uh, North Star is what you just looked at. Oh, and I can't forget my 9 pound hanger. I think that's all. Oh, you know what? There's one more, and uh, my buddy would be very upset if I didn't give him a huge shout out. So Cal Weedner. I'm growing his uh, Mendo Loco. That's what I passed on to a Med Grower One the other day, which is the Mendo Breath Times Locomotion super super tasty boy <clears throat> i don't have any in flour or i'd love to show you her off uh... Man, i got to kind of crazy about that. but uh, i got to close these tents up real quick hey guys well we have
1: 7 minutes left so um does everyone want to go through and give some final shout outs to whoever in the socials they I would like to before we
3: close up here i'm a hermit so i don't really know anybody but i love you guys
4: yeah I'd I'm like gonna to
5: give everybody here a shout out for hanging out tonight thank <laughs> yeah, you very much too.
1: got some I smoking up buddies. very
5: quiet tonight you know Interrupted a few times, but uh, it was great listening to you guys and hanging out. It was awesome talking
4: to you again, Eagle. I love, I love hanging out with you, man. And I, I'm going to go right down the same same kind of road that uh, my boy Hermit here went. Is, man, I, I'm i so baked right now, I can't remember my name. <laughs> so am I going to remember anybody else's name to shout out? But I'm going to shout out everybody, man, everybody in the chat here. Shout out to everybody that came here just to hang with a bunch of guys from Michigan just talking grow. I thought it was awesome. I hope you guys had a good time, and uh, I, I'm down to do this again whenever.
2: Yeah, definitely shout out to our uh, the panel here, our, our Michigan Grow Grows crew here. It was awesome. This was, this was a lot of fun, guys. Shout out to the Canna Queen, Genetics, of course, Morningstar. Bad Bunny Nutrients for being awesome and let me test out some of their products. Uh, shout out to Miss Cantaloupe, even though she was extremely quiet tonight, she she was cheering us on. Okay. But, uh, the chat. Cheers
1: to the chat. definitely. Chat really killed it tonight. They were really supportive of the show and. Miss Canna Queen was killing it in the chat, and um, all the panel members were also answering questions in the chat. So I wanted to thank everyone for showing up and giving the show uh, positive feedback. We're going to keep working on it and uh, hopefully do more of these things. What do you think, Scobo?
0: Dude, it's been a blast, man. Uh, I find myself listening more than talking. You know what I mean? Like, There's so much to sift through all of this. I know that, uh, for example, Jack Greenstock will be listening to this or watching this at some point, and he has messaged me before and told me how much he really enjoyed Old Man, because he can't get enough of the hash information. So when he comes across this with Eagle and you, I mean, that's that little gold nugget stuff. That's, like I've said before, it's it's not that, that this show is any different than any other one. We just focus on what we focus on. But... It's the little information bits that get dropped amongst all these little shows. And that's how we accumulate this stuff. So, you know, thanks for sharing that.
3: Yeah, it was a hell of
0: a back and forth they had there. I really gained a lot from that. So I appreciate
1: Eagle for asking the insightful questions. And then I appreciate the old man hermit for being a little bit less of a hermit and letting us in yeah. on some information there.
3: Yeah. It's, it's been, you know, again, really cool to be asked to be a part of something like this, you know, I'm just a little hash dude in a little hash town, you know, and a little hash nowhere. It's pretty sweet to be, uh, you know, watching myself on YouTube and uh, being a part of a group of guys of your caliber, right? Uh, Because, I don't know, I I feel like you guys know an infinite amount more than me, you know, and so I'm like, it's cool to just be here and watch and learn, and, uh, you know, and I get to contribute a little bit with my obsession with hash. so. It's cool, man. I
5: really appreciated your insight, for sure.
0: Thank you. And you would come back and do it again, too. (laughs) We do this every week.
3: (laughs)
5: I'll I'll come back any time you guys want to listen to me, for sure.
4: Yeah, it was was fun. It was just like uh, a hangout, man. Anytime. It's all growers love, man mostly we're just trying to give you an excuse to smoke as
1: much as possible maybe, <laughs> maybe get away from the old lady for a couple hours you know just a good excuse you know call in sick for work whatever you got to do
0: <laughs> I could have two things <laughs> on been it. oh, thinking cool. like this all day long on this stupid group chat so this has been easier on me because I'm not trying to type so I can just say what I want to say to y'all But uh, yeah, it, this has been, I mean, this has been what it is, man. It's, it's all Growers love.
2: I guess with that, um, thank you everyone and have a good night. All right. Peace out guys.